If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the One Cause Church podcast with Pastor Eric Holler. Hallelujah. What a great country we live in. Amen. Right now more than ever, I really appreciate this country. Having just come back with our team from India, and uh, I'm grateful to God for the United States of America. Amen. But with this country, there's been great, great sacrifice, and the freedoms that we enjoy every day come with a great price. Many have fallen, many have given up their lives, families have given up loved ones, and they continue to, to this day for this incredible cause of freedom. Remember that. Tomorrow, I want to encourage you to gather with your family at a cemetery somewhere and gather around a soldier's grave and pray together and thank God and talk to your children about the importance of why we remember this, why we are the country that we are. What makes us great is for their willingness to at all cost live under the banner of liberty and freedom. Amen. Can we just a moment uh, pray? I want, to, I want us to pray for our military today. Would you do that with me? Just lift your voices. Father, I thank you right now. Thank you right now, God, for those who are serving God. We thank you for those who have served their lives and given up their lives, Lord, for the cause of freedom for us, Lord, to breathe another day of free air. And Lord, we are, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for those who pay the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price. And Lord, for our military, wherever they are, spread across the earth, Lord, at, on foreign land or domestic, we just lift them up and pray for your great right arm of strength to uphold them, that you would be their guide, that you would be their protector, that you would be their provision, that you would be their very present help in time of need. As they wage war on evil, and those who would try to terrorize and tear down at our freedoms and the freedoms of others, God. We pray, God, that the cause, Lord, their cause, Lord, would be guarded by you. That you would protect them and be with them, Lord. And that you would be with their families, Lord, that they are so far away from, God. And we pray for peace upon them. And we thank you, Lord, for these United States. And we continue to thank you and to pray that, God, you will bless America in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I would like to call up to the stage all of those that were with me in India over the past few days. If you would please come up at this time, and I want our, our family to look at you. But I want to give you just a moment to say something to our, our um, church family today. Uh, we were going to give a little report on, on the things that we experienced. I've got some things I'm going to cover here, but um, can we give these guys a great big hand? You have the microphone. We had a tremendous, tremendous time. It came and went very fast. Um, but um, I'm going to have each, each of them just tell you a little something that they experienced there. And uh, they had no idea I was going to do this, and I'm sure they're very excited right now. But, you know, you've come to, come to expect things like this, I guess, over time. And, uh, but we're all happy to, to have made it back in one piece. Are we missing anybody? Ryan, Ryan Hood, where is he? He's at home. Yeah, he got a little sick, so he's recovering. Yeah. Anyway, everybody else had faith enough to be well, but we'll be praying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Shane and Allison directed the, the kids' conference that we did this year. It was our first time that we did that, along with the pastor's conference. And, uh, and so they, they put these young people to work. And uh, man, was it ever work. And I, I, I can't wait to share it with you. But just, Shane, just tell them about something that you experienced and whatever. Yeah, those are my pictures. But uh, it was so hot in there that my phone was fogged over. And I couldn't really get any good pictures. But uh, we started on the first day with about 250 kids. That ended up being about 300 by the end of the day. Um, by the third day, by the end of the day, we had 500 children in there. <laughs> And everybody that invested in getting us there, that we went and accomplished that mission to the best of our ability. Every kid in that room got saved, pretty much. <laughs> I don't think there was a child there that didn't get saved. So it was, uh, it was just the most remarkable experience I've ever had in my life. And I'm so, 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 so thankful, so appreciative of, for those of you that contributed to it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They say thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that impacted me the most, and um, I put a little bit of it on Facebook if anyone's already seen it, we went with the understanding that the uh, children spoke English, and when we got there, that was not the case. <laughs> About 98% of the children spoke Tamil, so there was a huge lang language barrier, but we had an interpreter, so, you know, it's still it's still a hard thing. Um, but on day three, we were up on the stage, and we had been doing one of the songs. I think we did it every day. Just they loved it. They connected with the song, and they were doing the motions, and Nathan stopped in the middle and looked at me and said, they're singing English. <laughs> every single word of the song, they knew it. <laughs> three days, and I just, God just said, they're sponges. Whatever you tell them, whatever you teach them, they're going to soak it in, and I just cried thinking, last night I was just typing it, thinking everything that we shared with them, they soaked it in. They took that in, they're sponges, and they're going to believe what we tell them. And so um, it just gives me more, uh, I'm excited about going again and, and teaching them new things. And I have things that are stirring in my heart for them. I feel like God has just been stirring some things up, saying, teach them this. And so um, I'm excited. We're going back, and we're going to do more. We want to see 1,000 kids next year, right? That means we need more of your money. <laughs> <laughs> we're going again. We are looking, we are really um, aiming for 1,000 kids. That room could not hold more than 500 kids. We didn't have the capacity for 1,000 kids this year, but next year we are going to make room for more. Hmm. Well, um, I, I said I wanted to go to India about in January, I think it was, and I, uh, I just said, I'm going, and um, I didn't have any of the money. I actually had a lot of other bills to pay, everything, a lot of things to get in order, um, but I just said, I'm going to go, and then <laughs> it came up to a week before, and I had about $200 in my bank account uh, from my own paycheck, and I had no money raised, and, <laughs> and so I was like, God, you're going to have to come through. I've, I've said I'm going, and you're going to have to provide now, and um, and so I just trusted God and believed. And sure enough, by the next week, <laughs> about a day late <laughs> on our schedule, yes, you um, were late. All the money, <laughs> um, all the money came in. Actually, my 
one of my friends, I went to his, uh, I went to his room. Uh, I live at Christ for the Nations. I went to his apartment, and he wasn't there, but his roommate was. And I told him about the trip, and uh, I said, just pray that I have the rest of the money by tomorrow. It was due by today. Just pray that I have it by tomorrow. And he said, how much do you need? And I said, well, I still need about 400 because I had 1,200 at that point. And he said, I'll give it to you. Um, and so he, the next day, he, just, um, he gave me $400 just out of nowhere. Wow. <laughs> and so... Um, God's going to provide for everything you need. Everything you need in your life, he's going to provide for. When, when I got to India, um, I, I knew that I was supposed to be there because he had provided so specifically for it. Um, and so when I got there, I was able to just be with the kids and love on them. And they're, they're so beautiful. They're, um, there's this one kid named Jabba Kumar. <laughs> he's an awesome kid. Um, <laughs> He's, uh, he reminds me of my friend uh, from here in, in the States. Uh, he's just hilarious, this small little kid. And we did, like, we did high fives back and forth like 50 billion times. But um, I, uh, I arm wrestled him, and then all the kids wanted to arm wrestle. And then the, arm, the kids started arm wrestling each other. <laughs> and so it just became like this arm wrestling fest. And <laughs> Um, but just like she said, they're, they're like a sponge. If you do one thing, they're all going to do it. Um, and so they're taught from a very young age to just live in this community, just to love each other, uh, to give of everything they are. And, um, and it was just beautiful seeing them love each other, seeing them love God, seeing them love us. And it was just, it was incredible um, seeing them worship God, mm-hmm. um, worship God with us for, with songs that they'd never heard of. All of them dancing, jumping, uh, singing, shouting, everything. And it was just, uh, it was just beautiful seeing that. Like uh, Allison said, the, the language barrier was a huge thing that we weren't expecting. And so really the only thing that we could do was just love these kids and, and dance with them and, and <laughs> play with them because we couldn't necessarily directly communicate. Some of them spoke English, but uh, not, not a lot of them did. And, but uh, a lot of them that I did talk to, all these kids, they wanted to be pastors. They wanted to do, like, all these great things. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And so it was our job to just empower them and then give them the right message to just go out and, and just love people. And uh, so we got to love them, and we got to pray with them. And uh, by the last day, uh, when we were leaving and the kids were leaving, they were coming by me, and they were saying they were doing this. I'm like, well, I, I figured out they wanted me to pray for them. And so these kids were just coming up to me, asking me just to, to pray for them before they left. And so I was just blessing these kids, and we got to just, just bless all these children. And it was just amazing. And, and all these kids, they got saved as well. And it was just a really great experience. So, Okay, well, what's normal to these kids is not being valued and not having someone to love on them, like Alex was saying. So when we came in there, we... Um, introduce something that they've never seen before, um, especially the music. Um, we were like headbanging and doing like this techno <laughs> stuff that Jonna had made, and um, the parents in the back were like um, crossed over and they're like, what is this? <laughs> um, this is not the Lord. <laughs> um, but by the third day, they were all singing Deep Cries Out, and they were dancing and doing the headbangs with us, and um, they were really opening up to us. And it was amazing to see how, even though they've never seen that before, they, um, by the third day, they were all doing everything that we were, like, they were soaking it in. And um, all of you were there with us because when the dolls were given to them, they would take the names out, and they would be like, Sophie Miller, who 
who is that? Or like just people's names. Every single one of your names were um, on one of the dolls. So y'all were there with us and um, they really cherished those dolls. Yes. And yeah, so thank you so much for investing in this trip. Yeah, thank you so much for, for helping us and in investing because truly they, they are a product of what you have given by, by faith. You know, through your faith, they have been changed. And uh, just by your giving, we, you know, we were empowered to go. And uh, one of my favorite moments was when we learned, like, one phrase in Tamil. <laughs> uh, Stoltrum! Stoltrum! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's praise the Lord. And, and I, don't, I don't remember, was it you that was like, Stoltrum! And all the kids are like, ah, they know Tamil! And stuff. And we were freaking out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was the best time. And um, for real, thank you so much for changing them, changing them and changing us, you know, by helping us go. And it's just a, it was a great time. And I can't put into words the experiences that we had. So just thank you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Yes, I will. So, yes. What a glorious time we had. See the kids all holding their dolls up there. Um, and Tawana and so many of you worked so hard on, on those. That took a year and a half. This was uh, 1,500 hours of work put into constructing these dolls. And, uh, and wow, what a, what a great payoff it was. Um, I was telling the earlier service that I think the parents were more excited about the dolls than the kids were. Um, we, we caught some of them coming back again for another doll. Uh, one mom in particular, after about the fifth trip up to the front to get another one, because she was stashing them in a bag she had, we caught on to, uh, okay, you've probably had enough. Um, but you know, she could have had more kids at home. Who knows? They were just very excited to have this gift, and it was very precious to them. Um, and I just want to say how proud I am of, of just all the team. They, they were just tremendous. And I mean, they were bold as lions in ministry. And they just unleashed and they poured out. And uh, I mean, it was so awesome to go there and represent you to this, this great country. And the, these people that are in such need, that need the gospel, that need the Bible teaching that you get every week. Yeah. Um, and to get the kids ministry, you get every week. I mean, they, they don't have anything like that. And they're just starving for it. And they're, and they're, 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 they're starving for new experiences in God. And I have to say, I was a little bit envious as I was downstairs teaching the pastors, and I hear this party going on from <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm totally missing out. Like the music's just pumping, the kids are yelling. And you know, I'm like, okay, next verse, verse 14. <laughs> you know, I wanted to just say, you know, let's all go up here. But there was no room. I mean, there was, the kids were. I mean, they had it packed to the gills. I mean, from front to back, from side to side. Like Shane said, there wouldn't be enough room for a 1,000 kids. There wasn't enough room for the kids we had up there. And they're just stacked up on top of each other. And it was a sweaty, foggy mess of fun. So, uh, but I, I, was, I was taken back. I really was. A year and a half ago, I was riding through the city with Pastor Alan Hitchin as our, our contact there, who we've been supporting for years. And Pastor Alan has pastors at an English-speaking church there, as well as does some outreach to some kids uh, in, in a village, uh, various surrounding villages, actually, that can't get into the city and don't have those kind of resources. They take food to them and, 
and really help them survive and preach the gospel to them, as well as a Bible college. So there's lots of things he's got his hands in, and so we're invest, we've been investing in him. And about a year and a half ago, we've done the, the conference for two years, and I, the pastor's conference, and I told Pastor Allen, I said, I just I saw all these children. I said, Pastor Allen, I'd like to do something for the children. Next time we come to India, what, what if we did a kids' crusade along with the, the conference? And uh, he got excited about it. Well, little did I know that God was stirring that. God was doing that. And I was just hearing him and speaking about it. And, and, and I came back home and told what I had my heart to do. And that's when Tawana came up with the idea for that doll. And so they began working. And so for the last year and a half, they've been constructing and they built a thousand of those things. It took about an hour and a half each one. That's why I said there was 1,500 hours put into it. So we packed up all those dolls in our luggage. Man, we had suitcases full of these dolls. And, um, and we headed out. And as I'm there, I'm looking over this classroom full of children. And I'm back in that car thinking, and I, I heard my conversation again with Alan. I want to do something for the children. Well, God far exceeded what I could even have imagined what that looked like. And, and you know, what, what kind of ministry would happen there with the children? Pastor Allen told me, he said, we've never seen anything like this. He said, you know, once in a while we'll do vacation Bible school for kids. He goes, but we, we'd never have 100 kids at that event. We had 500 kids show up this thing. About day three. I'm telling you, if we would have kept having it, we, the, the, it would have just kept growing. I mean, we saw no end to the multiplication of this thing. So that's why we believe that next year, that when we go back, that, that we'll easily have 1,000 kids probably to just start off with. So we've already talked about moving into a bigger facility and really f- changing our focus to be more on the children than anything else. So just be praying with us about that. And if you feel like you'd want to come along, man, we welcome you. Because we're going to need a lot of, a lot of hands in that. Because it, t- it took every one of the workers that we had plus more. But we saw great fruit. I mean, we, we believe that out of those 500, that about at least 100 of those children were saved. How incredible is that? Many of them were baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit. Many of them were healed instantaneously of sicknesses that they were dealing with. And we laid hands on the children. We laid hands on the pastors and their families. And we just, there was just a great investment given there. And let me tell you something. That, so next, next time we go, we'll do a one-day pastor's conference. And then we're going to concentrate four days on the children. Uh, because we really see that that's the emphasis. That's really what God is emphasizing through us there in India. I'm, I'm happy to be uh, sharing with the pastors. I, I didn't mean to belittle what I was doing, what we were doing, because it was tremendous. It really was. I'm just saying, in comparison, I, I've, we really felt like the crux of our ministry, really, the strength of it is with the children. So we're excited to do that, and we'll continue to train up the leaders as well. And, um, but just so you know, in the very near future, um, we're going to be launching One Cause Bible Institute they're in, in India, they're where they are. They've, they've begun their, their Bible college, but we're going to take what we have here that we do on Sunday nights through Life Christian University and take all of those resources and pour them right there, and they're going to come under the banner of One Cause Bible Institute. So we're going to be training up leaders all the way across the world on the south, southern tip of India and changing a, a nation. Amen. And I really believe that it starts with those children because those children don't have relig- religious traditions already set up. I mean, they, they've got more tomorrows than they do yesterdays. 
They've got more hope than they do regrets. And so they're just open to and ready to receive. So we believe in the years to come that there's going to be a major change of how they do church and how they, how they preach the gospel. And we just believe that our time there and our, is crucial. It's extremely important. It's a strategic move of God to use us there. Amen. Um, so thank you, and thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial contribution. I mean, you, it's amazing that we can take this monetary, temporary thing called money and invest it into an eternal purpose that will never fail, that will never fade. I mean, all the things of this world is going to fade. It's all corruptible, right? I mean, a thousand years from now, no one's going to care what car you drove while you lived on planet Earth. But a thousand years from now, somebody's going to be in heaven because of what you did concerning the kingdom of God. I mean, that's an eternal reward. Amen. So, very excited about that. We had around 200 pastors. So, by day, day three, we had about 700 people in the building that we were ministering to. It was absolutely astonishing. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Shane was telling us that there's a, there's a man who owns a TV station there called Heaven TV. Um, he got wind of the conference uh, going on and came out to see what was happening. And he was, he was uh, very excited about the work that we were doing. So we believe that next year what we're, what we're expecting, what we're hoping for is that they'll air this conference live on TV there, and uh, that he'll be able to get corporate sponsors to be able to help invest into the crusade. Because the truth is, it, I mean, this thing blew the budget, blew out of the water, because they expected, Pastor Allen told me, we expected 150 kids, maybe 200. So they were feeding the kids every day. So the, the money run out for that. So then they had to go get some more money and had to get some more food. So as a result, that you know, we went into negative balance as far as the budget of the conference. So you can definitely continue to help to invest in that. Uh, your your dollars go so far there. One dollar equals fifty four rupees. I mean, so we can knock that out real quick. And so I want to encourage you. Uh, whatever God lays on your heart to do, if you'll just go online, you know how to give online. Go to our website onecausechurch.com and go to the Q Give and just and, and invest in that so that we can we can send them money and get that debt paid off so that we can look forward to next year's conference. Can you do that with me? Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm telling you, what you give goes a long way. So don't feel like you need to give a thousand dollars. No, I won't say that. No, if you feel like you need to give that, no, I'm not, mm, no, give a thousand dollars. That's great. That's great. What I want to say is, don't feel like your offering would be too small. All right, because it, like I said, it goes a long way. Uh, so that would be great if we could just go ahead and finish out uh, the, the, the debt of the conference and really be a blessing to them. Uh, They're very grateful for what we were able to bring there. And Pastor Allen, just, he's so excited about being a part of One Cause Church. I want to be under the banner of One Cause Church, Dulles, Dulles, Texas, he says. Dulles, Dulles, Texas. It's very important to him that he's under the banner of One Cause Church, Dulles, Texas. So, okay, all right, Pastor. Uh, he's just, he's tremendous. Anyway, so we're excited about the work that we're doing there. Amen. And uh, wow, what a work that's going on here too, though, huh? I mean, God's blessing us tremendously. Well, we've got great days ahead of us. We've just, are just continually scratching the surface, but God is breaking things open for us and moving us into greater levels of ministry and greater dimensions of the glory of God. 
Amen. I'm excited about it. Take your Bibles now and turn to Psalm chapter 119. And I'm going to share a little scripture here with you today before I release you. Um, I want to say thank you to all of you who are with us for the very first time. We're honored to have you with us at One Cause Church. And of course, all of you that are here on a regular basis, uh, I, this excites me every week that you come back. It really does, because it gives me another chance to preach. So I like that. Is this worship here amazing or what? I mean, this, I think Pastor Jonna just rocked it today with everybody. Candace and Michael are out in San Angelo. They're with family for the Memorial Day weekend. And I just love that our team just steps right up and just, we're not missing a beat. Thank you. You're awesome. We got a, we got a girl, a youth pastor. I think that's really cool. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 130. It's a powerful verse of scripture. It says, the entrance of your words gives light. Boy, isn't that the truth? Wasn't that what happened the very first time God spoke in creation? Let there be light. Bam, there was light. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Boy, I'm glad that said simple, because that hit me right on the head. (laughs) That word simple actually means open-minded, if you look it up in the Hebrew. Because understanding to the open-minded, the entrance of your words, this word entrance means the unfolding or the doorway or the opening of your words gives light. Well, today, you know, guess what we're doing today? We're opening up the word. We're unfolding the word, and there is light happening. There's illumination. Paul prayed this over the Ephesian church, and this is something I pray for you continually, that God would grant to you the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Because with his word, we've got to have an understanding of it. We've got to have it illuminated. We've got to have it a revelation of his word. Otherwise, it does not do any good for us. Amen? Jesus said it's the truth that you know that sets you free. Truth alone won't set you free until you know it. And when you know it, there's freedom. Amen. Um, So when it comes to your life, when it comes to just your daily routine, your decisions, your plans, your prayers, uh, your, your, your finances, your marriage, your job, whatever those things are, what kind, my question today is, what kind of access or what kind of entrance does the Word of God have? And I want to encourage you today to allow God to have all access at all times in all areas. Because I think if we were honest and we looked over our life some areas were readily accepting God's, God's word and his, his commands and his counsel. But other areas, we got the deadbolt. We've got, we've got the lock and we've got res- restricted access because we're, we're not quite ready, or we, say, we don't think we are, to give that to the Lord. We, we hold back. You know, I, I, I'm, I get curious when, when I walk by doors that say employees only. I want to go behind that door when I see that sign, or authorized personnel only, or do not enter. I want to go. What's behind that door that I can't see, that you do not want me to see? 
What kind of conspiracy, what kind of secret government information is going on? I need to know what's going on here, right? You know what I'm talking about? I want to go behind doors that I'm not supposed to go behind. Well, we were in India. Our hotel um, had, these, <laughs> had these doors that they weren't doors, really. They, 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 there were these, just along the walls, you would just see a piece of the wall cut out and then put back in with a couple of hinges and a little lock. And you'd be walking along down the hallway, all of a sudden that door would pop open and some guy would walk out and you'd go, where, where did that guy come? What's back there? So one of the do- doors was kind of propped open one day as I walked by. And so I looked I opened the door and I kind of peeked in there and it's kind of just unfinished work. But like there's all these tunnels and there's staircases and stuff. I'm like, I'm missing out on a whole nother world here. And you see these little workers that just come out. They'd crawl out of a window all of a sudden that was in a wall. Like, what is, what's going on here? It's like they've just got their own thing going on and those passageways and those entrances are only for them to experience and to enjoy and not for all of us patrons on the outside. The doorways into all the areas your life are predicated upon your choice to allow access. See, God has given all of us this power called choice. It's called free will, all right? And so when the word of God comes to you, right there, you have a choice to make. Will I allow entrance? Will I allow its entrance so that light can come, so that I can get knowledge that I did not have before. Now it's interesting when it comes to the word of God and any other information that we have come to our life, you have to understand that those things have to be looked at differently. Let me explain. Take your Bible and turn to John chapter 12 for a moment. The reason it's so important, Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's important. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus told the, the, the serpent in the desert when, he was, when the devil came to tempt him, he, Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we understand that the word is our substance for life. Amen. We've got to have it. This is not, your Bible is not just a, an option for you to look into once in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the nourishment for your soul. It is your life. Amen. Because we no longer identify ourselves in the flesh. We are spirit beings. Amen. Now, I am a spirit. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. All right? Your body, as wonderful as it is, and all the work that you, you know, did, the prepping to make it look like it did to get here to church today. Thank you for that. But that's really not who you are. That's the covering. It's the tent, if you will, the outside. But who you are is a new creation in Christ Jesus. Who you are is one spirit with the Lord. Who you are is the righteousness of God in Christ today. Amen? That's the essence of your being. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But I want us to look at John chapter 12. Um, We're going to walk through a couple of verses in John. Now watch this. Jesus is speaking. He says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50. And I know that his command is everlasting life. 
Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the, as the Father has told me, so I speak. So the, Jesus is teaching us something really wonderful about how the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We'll get to the Holy Spirit's role in just a moment. But he just said, I don't do anything of my own authority. I don't say just whatever I want to. Whatever I say, the Father told me to say. Whatever I do, the Father told me to do. I'm in direct communication. I'm in total submission to the Father and his will. All right? So that's why he could confidently say, if you've seen me, then you've seen him. I am the expression of the Father in the earth. There's no mystery, but there's no difference between me and the Father. Hallelujah. We're the same. I'm in flow with him. I am in submission with him. And Jesus became a man. God became a man. The word became flesh. And that flesh, that man submitted himself fully to the Father's will. And he walked it out every day of his life that he was here. Don't you remember what Philip said to him? Show us the Father and it is sufficient. Oh, don't you love that religious voice? Show us the Father and it is sufficient. And Jesus said, how long I got to be with you, man? If you've seen me, you've seen him. All right, let's go to John 14, speaking of that. John 14 and verse 10. Look, look what else Jesus says. He, he says it again here. Do, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. So there we see it again that Jesus shows us that he submitted to whatever the Father says. Amen? All right, now let's go to John 16, and we're going to pull in the Holy Spirit here. And this is Jesus speaking again in verse 13. He says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. What a great assurance we have that with the Holy Spirit leading our lives, we will never live a lie. We'll never live a lie. We will live in truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. Look at this. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Verse 14. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So let's watch how it works. In the Godhead, there is a submission. It's really powerful. God the Father speaks. Jesus hears him speak and says what the Father says. The Holy Spirit then takes of what is Jesus's. He hears Jesus, and then he says what Jesus says. Look at this. Father to Son, Son to Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit to you. All right, and the reason that works like that is because Deuteronomy says, by the mouths of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Jesus quoted those very same words, and even the Apostle Paul quoted those very same words. So we know that that's not just an Old Testament reality. That is an eternal truth. It's an axiomatic truth, which means it works for all time, in all ways, for all reasons. All right? So God has shown us that even when the, the moment the word processes from father to son, son to spirit, that it is an established word because there are three witnesses of that word. Hallelujah. So that's why we can fully rely on this established word. And that's why David, by revelation of the spirit, penned in Psalm chapter 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Notice he didn't say on earth, but he said forever, Lord, your word is settled in heaven. But it's our job as the church of the living God to get it settled here on earth. 
All right, because God has given, as Pastor Brandon was talking earlier, wasn't that a great revelation about what you call it, that's what it is? That God has set up a system that men would govern the earth, that men would govern how things work on the earth. Now, there's coming a day because we've done a real top-notch job of, of governing, but that Jesus Christ is going to come back and he's going to show us this is how it's supposed to be done. Thank God, right? He's going to come and right every wrong. And, 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 and make all things new again. But as his body in the earth, it is our responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we're here, to establish his word wherever we go on the earth. That's why Jesus said in what we call the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven. See, heaven's the model. Heaven is where God's will runs totally uninhibited. Because wherever his word is established, his will is accomplished. Let me say that again. Wherever his word is established, his will is accomplished. So we see what God's heart, what is in God's heart. We see what God's will is. Guess what? God's will is not death because it's not in heaven. God's will is not calamity because it's not in heaven. God's will is not destruction because it's not in heaven. God's will is not sickness and disease because it's not in heaven. God's will is not mourning and suffering and sadness and brokenness. It's not in heaven. Don't ever swallow the stupid religious lie that any of that stuff is God's plan here on the earth. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie of the devil. And he's caused a lot of the church to swallow that and to think that everything is God's will, everything is God's purpose, when nothing could be further from the truth. Because if that was the case, then why would Jesus tell us to pray on earth as it is in heaven if it's just all God's will anyway? No, he, Jesus came to earth like some foreign invasion had taken place, and he came here, and he said, I didn't come to bring a peace. I came to bring a sword. This is not Jesus tiptoe through the tulips, peace, man, everything's good. No, he came here to wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't come to bring a sword to men. He came to take that sword against the kingdom of darkness so that men would be free, so that men would be liberated back and redeemed back to God as God had intentionally planned from the very beginning. Amen. So when we come into agreement, this is so powerful, that word is established, and the way we get it established here on earth is that we come into agreement with it. And at that moment, it becomes an established word. That's why it's so important that you watch your words. Your words are powerful. You're created in God's image, as Brandon was saying. So when you speak, creation happens. If you're talking death, if you're talking sickness, you're talking divorce, you're talking all those things, that's how all those things happen, right? You know, that's one thing Heather and I decided we were not going to do. We would never utter the words divorce, ever. I wanted to. She wanted to. There were times when things got tense. And man, that worked. But you know what? We just never let ourselves say it. Because if you don't ever say it, there's a very good chance you'll never experience it because your life follows your words. So we got to say the right kind of words so that we can live the right kind of life. John 17, turn there. I won't keep you much longer. Just stay with me. John 17, verse 6, Jesus said, 
He's praying to the Father. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known all that all things which you have given me are from you. Listen to what he just said. They know, they have known that all things that uh, which you have given me are from you, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them. So Jesus had a part to play, give them the words that father, the Father gave to him, but then the disciples had to receive those words, right? Now watch. They received them, and have known surely, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. What did Jesus just teach us? He taught us a really powerful thing. Reception breeds perception. That he said they received the words, and then they got the knowledge. Then they understood. Then they knew I came from God. But that didn't happen until they received it. So what, this was faith in action. See, the way we process a lot of information is, is that we hear it and we begin to scrutinize and we begin to reason the things that we hear. And in this world, you kind of need to do that. You got to have that filter before you just swallow any information. But the kingdom of God does not work like that. Because we cannot, the scripture says that the natural mind does not comprehend the things of the spirit. So when it comes to his word, the first thing is to accept the information and then you'll know. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, there's this risk factor, but it's always good. God, that's why God can totally be trusted. He's made his word totally established so that when he says that, you'll go, I believe that. Oh, oh, I believe, and now I know. I don't know first and then go, okay, now that I know it, now I believe it. Completely opposite, because it's discerned in the spirit. It happens in the heart. And then the mind begins to get it. You understand? You have to believe this. And this might help some of you today because I know I struggled for years in understanding the Bible. I talk to people all the time. And I, I talk to them about reading the Bible. They go, I don't understand it. I, don't, I just don't get it. This one begat that and this guy begat that. and begat, well, I don't know. Right? And so because of that, because of that, a lot, oftentimes there's a disconnect from the scriptures, right? But that's, let me, let me encourage you and, and admonish you a little bit today too. Don't let that be your excuse. Don't let that be your excuse from digging into the scriptures. God gave us this book, not, not so that we could start reading it and him going up there going, look, look, watch this guy try to understand what I said. <laughs> it's funny. Right? He gave us this book because God is a revealing God. Yes. All right? But we have, to, we have to change then how we approach this information. We have to open up our hearts to receive it in order to know it, not know it to receive it. Listen to me. You have to receive it in order to know it so that your Bible reading changes then. I know my, my personally did. I mean, I had somewhat... I continually felt this pressure when I was growing up as a pastor's son, you know, to know the scriptures. I, I was always amazed that my dad could just stand up and just say, well, this is what it means. And I was like, how does he know? 
How can he know that that's what that said? Or how did he get that out of that scripture? But not realizing that there was much time. I actually did realize because continually, you know, I walk into the living room or wherever and go, go tell my parents goodnight. My dad's got his Bible open continually. I mean, he was just soaking in it all the time. I'm grateful to be a preacher's kid whose dad actually not only preached the word, but lived the word. <laughs> hey, that's kind of a nice thing today, yeah. right? To, to, that, that we actually live this thing that we talk about. Amen? And so I had this great example, mom and dad both, and they continue to serve God today and live for God. But, I, and I realized that, and my dad, and I told my dad one day, I said, dad, I'm so frustrated. I can't, I don't know the Bible. I, I like, I've read it so much, but I, I feel like I just can't get it. And so then he began to talk to me about the way I was approaching it. And he began to tell me what changed for him, that he would read portions of scripture, and then just shut the book for a while and walk around and pray and think about what he just read and go back and read it. And he, and he told me, read it out loud. Let your own ears hear because faith comes by hearing. Read it out loud. Read it slow. Take your time. You don't have to get all the information in one Bible reading session. Just, just begin to eat on this thing. Chew it up. Think on it. Meditate on it. And, and watch God begin to illuminate Scripture to you. And I tell you what, when I just completely chilled out on the way I approached the Bible, because I had such a mentality of duty more than, more than communion, right? That if I read three chapters a day and five on Sunday, I'd get through the entire Bible in one year. What a good Christian I am. Check. Get my badge. Woohoo! Right? It's like it's Boy Scouts, right? No. No, but rather understanding this is life, and this is God's revealed knowledge. And I have to set myself in a place and say, God, I don't come here to open up your book to get confused because I know you're not the author of confusion. I'm not coming here to fulfill some duty to relieve a guilty conscience. I'm here to know you. And I know that you got this book all the way to me because you want me to know you. So show me. Help me understand. I believe this book. I believe it before I know it. I believe it. I believe you. I trust you. I'm telling you what, in a very small amount of time, everything changed for me concerning the Bible. And I found myself looking forward to times in the scriptures rather than, okay, I got to get it done today. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hmm? I didn't read my Bible today. I guess I better get in there and do that. But rather, it, was, it became life to me. And it, this isn't just about being a preacher, ladies and gentlemen. You're all children of God. And God longs to reveal himself to you. He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. What he wants you and I to do is to just dig a little bit deeper just go a little bit further. Spend a little bit more time and just watch what he will unfold for you. Amen. Remember, reception breeds perception. God wants to get this knowledge to you. Be ready to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we all just close our eyes for just a moment? Before we dismiss today, I hope this message has encouraged you today. 
And I, I just want to invite you to, to make some decisions here for just a moment. You know, our life is made up of the choices that we make. You are who you are today and where you are today almost solely based on the decisions that you make. So it's important then, it's important then that we take this moment to make some decisions about our life. After we hear the word of God, there's, there's action that we should take in hearing the word. Number one, believe it. But then the other thing is, maybe the Lord's speaking to you today to just make some corrections. Some of you just need to repent. Repent means to change your mind. It just means to change your mind. Some of you have restricted access when it comes to the Word of God in certain areas of your life. And I want to encourage you today, unlock that door and open it up to Him. Give God all access. Let me remind you like the Apostle Paul said, do you not know that you were bought with a price and your life is not your own? You're redeemed. Jesus is Lord of your life. If he's Lord, then that means he gets all of you. So today, some of you, whatever area in your life that you've been holding back, release that to God. Just, just release that to him right now. Say, Father, Father, I repent. I repent for holding back. I repent for keeping the door locked to your word. I know every time you speak to me and I feel that conviction, I feel you speaking to me and I've refused it, but Father, today I'm not refusing anymore. Let me tell you something. Christian maturity is the moment you stop arguing with the word of God. And you just fully accept what he says above how you feel about it or above any experience that you've ever had, above your denominational ties, above your belief system, above all of that, that you exalt his word above all of it and say, I believe God. So the moment you see it in the word, you say, I change now. That's what I do right there. I believe him. And if you'll submit yourself in such a way, God will show you a life that you goes, that goes beyond what you've ever dreamed of. Because you're so connected to this incredible realm that's so much bigger than you. You are all individual members of a body, a large body, the body of Christ. So the more you look into the scriptures and the more you realize just how big it really is. And as Pastor Brandon was saying earlier, that God gives you the desires of your heart. He longs to give you the kingdom. Put yourself in a place today, just a fresh surrender to him. Say, God, above what I, my own thoughts, I open up, up my heart to receive from you. Change me, renew me, fill me, do whatever you have to do. My life belongs to you. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Eric, I'm not in a relationship with God. Let me just tell you something today. This is a very simple and profound message that changed my life and changed the life of many people. And that message sounds like this. Christ died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again 
three days later from the dead. And whoever believes on him will receive everlasting life. It's the greatest message that ever, any, man could, any man could ever hear. And God offers you salvation today. He offers you a relationship, a lasting, eternal relationship through his son. Jesus is the only way. He's the only one that can take you to heaven. All other religions fall short. They all end up at the throne room of God called the judgment seat of God but none of them take you into everlasting life. Jesus takes you all the way to the Father. Hallelujah. If you're here today and say, Pastor Eric, I need to be saved. I want to be sure that when I close my eyes in death here on earth, that my life will really begin in heaven. Are you here today? And you want to be sure, you want to know God. You want to know His Word. You want to accept Jesus dying for your sins rather than you having to die for your sins. If you're here, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Or maybe you're here today and you find yourself a lot like that story that you heard in the Bible called the prodigal son. The son who left his dad's house and went and lived a wild life but then found himself coming back to his senses and coming back home. Today, you're coming back to your senses. You say, I'm like the prodigal son, Pastor Eric. Pray for me. I'm coming back to the Father's house. Are you here today? Let me pray for you. Just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. You say, that's me. I, I, I get, I'm that guy. I want, I want to come back to the Father. Father, I thank you for all of these who are here today. And I thank you for great grace and peace to be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for lifting hearts, lifting lives today. Lord, you've given all of us this incredible message. Lord, you've given us all the amazing uh, privilege and responsibility to be carriers of this message, declarers of this message, proclaimers that Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. Whoever believes on him will receive everlasting life. I think that you place people in our paths, at work, at school, on the job, Lord, uh, at the grocery store, wherever we go, Lord, you cross people there uh, across our paths so that we can get a message to them, Lord. This world is dying. This world is crying. This world is sighing. It's looking for the answer. It's, it's, it's got a void in it that nothing and no one and no thing can fill except Jesus. And Father, I pray, God, that your people would be bold and courageous to tell others this glorious good news that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself. Hallelujah. We bless you and we thank you, God, for your word. We exalt your word today in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Go to onecausechurch.com for location and events. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at One Cause Church. If you would like to partner with our ministry, you can now donate securely online. Just click on the link located on the front page of our website at onecausechurch.com.